All right, guys, welcome to the Lost and Found Ministry Podcast. I'm Dave Schneider. I'm Dave Garza. And I'm Clint Marker. All right, guys, we're going to start off this night. We decided that we're just going to do three questions. Well, <laughs> everybody besides Clint yeah. is going to do three questions. Yeah, yeah. Clint likes so, to pull out the uh, collegiate books yeah, when he asks dude, questions. He, he's going he's gonna to ask us some tough questions. Actually, we all have come prepared with some questions except for Dave Garza. Yeah. And so uh, we're, we're just going to do this to the best of our abilities. I didn't do my homework. Yeah, uh, that's not normal. The Lord anyway, will lead me. That's right. So um, just to kind of kick this off, guys, we... Like we said, these these don't have to be uh, three ministry type questions, although mine are, and uh, they they don't have any sort of topic. This was kind of what we decided we were gonna do as kind of a change. So this is uh, nine questions. Nine questions. Nine. nine. Besides, <laughs> this one's ten. So, anyways, this is our nine question uh, community conversation piece. Yes. You like that? I like that. All right. I like it. I like that. Right. That that's, was right off of that. That's, that's right off he the top He did not. Of the hat. Don't let him act like he came prepared with that, guys. <laughs> that just happened right prepared. now. And you All said right. we have 10 seconds each to answer. Yeah, to 10 answer seconds questions. to answer. We're going to try that's, and keep these answers as succinct <laughs> as possible. And we don't really have any rules. This is a no-holds-barred cage match. Yeah, so just yeah. understand, guys, we are coming unprepared mostly here, and we are just here to have... This is going to be a fun one, guys. Yeah, yeah, We're just yeah. here We're, to kind of be a little goofy. We wanted to be kind of light-headed. Light-headed. Head-headed. As much as possible. So yeah. we're going to let Clint, since he's got four questions, go first, and we're going to yeah. kind of go... Uh, format is Clint, Garza, me, Clint, Garza, me, and uh, we will ask questions one at a time and gather answers from everybody. So everybody's going to answer these questions. All right, cool. And that's right. that's the that's the deal. Welcome. So Clint, you're first. All right. Yeah. So Clint uh, this my first question actually was recommended by my girlfriend here. You so like that, we're going to go ahead and go. Out. And yeah, I do no have kidding. a backstory, but it, you know I don't need to tell it. But my question is: Is how much authority do you think a pastor has over his congregation? Ooh, that's a tough. All one. right. Dave, you're first. How much authority? I'm sorry, repeat the question. This is my toughest and (laughs) only real topical question. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Courtesy of uh, my girlfriend. Thank you for the explanation where you repeat the question. (laughs) You you really do want me to repeat? How much authority does a pastor have over his congregation? Yeah. Okay. Either one of you can start. All right. Dave goes first. Okay. Um, All right then. All right. I think when it comes to spiritual authority, I believe that if you are a member of the church, and, and no, we won't get in the argument about membership. No, it's not sure. biblical and blah, blah, blah. But it, it's, I, I believe it's an important part. Sure. Right. But if you consider yourself part of the body mm. and you are attending a church, it's your home church, you are under the authority of your pastor. Okay. I believe personally that spiritually, uh, within reason, and what I mean by this is we had kind of touched about spiritual abuse, yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. We had gone to yep. that. I believe that that's that's there can be a big open door for that. Mm. But let's just say that you're under a pastor who is working within the will of God. Okay. And yes. and, and he's not spiritually or she is not spiritually abusive. Then spiritually, I believe that you are to fully submit to the authority before you. Okay. Um. Because I I, I don't believe that the Bible gives us, and I may be wrong. Sure. Uh, but I'm not. I, I I can't recollect reading a scripture that gives us a like a percentage or a rundown of how much we are to submit to the authorities ahead of us in the church. Sure. So okay. I would say full spiritual authority. Okay. And of course, that being staying in prayer and in the will of God. Okay. All right. I'm going to say that a pastor. I I also believe to a certain extent, and it depends upon the situation because a lot of this is situational, okay. uh, like we said, but I think that they have a lot of spiritual authority. I, I'm going to say that I, I don't know that there's necessarily a ratio to it, but I, I, I feel like authority comes with some sort of covering, right? So like to a certain extent, when it comes to a pastor's responsibility they're going to be held responsible for the actions of their people. Okay. And Absolutely. so that would be why I would say full spiritual authority. And when you because say they're going to so- take responsibility. Right, right. Not to cut you off, but when you said for covering, covering. Are, are you talking yeah. about the how they're held accountable? 
correct. Okay, that's what just I'm to talking clear about. That up is just to clear that up. Just the covering over me and my spiritual walk as a way to kind of shield me from some of the uh, fiery ar- arrows of the enemy. Absolutely, so to speak. You know, so mm-hmm. in that case, I would say yes, they have full authority yes. because they're trying to look out for you and yes. your spiritual growth and your spiritual well-being. Yes. Now, yes. does that always happen? No. Kind of no. like the abusive boyfriend to a certain extent if if the person if your significant other for example is not following god is it your responsibility right. to submit to them no because they're not following god right 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 but if they're following god and trying to do their best to submit to him we submit to them because of their leadership yes. and their role yes good answer yeah. i like that yeah Good answer, Dave. That's good. Good answer. What about you, Clint, for you to answer yeah. your own question? Yeah, so the reason, well, I mean, other than my girlfriend suggesting it, because of we talked about uh, spiritual abuse. Right. Uh, story in my, in my uh, younger, I don't know, teenage years, um, I had wanted to, I wanted to minister at a uh, youth camp. Uh, I was a teenager, so but I, but I was offered, they asked me to play on the worship team, and I wanted to minister and do that, and the pastor of the church I was going to at the time, and he had his reasons, um, was telling me that if I was to go to this teen camp and not go to the one that our church was going to, um, then I would be um, in rebellion and Mm. would be going against his authority. Um, And he was worried about me, I think, going to this uh, church camp and then maybe wanting to leave the church because of the other... um, people that were the other teens and the other uh, leaders that were there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I did ultimately end up going to that, that teen camp, but I remember at the time, um, some backlash because of it. Yeah. I mean, he was, he was not, he obviously was not okay with it. And he, he told me, he said, okay, I will allow you to go to this teen camp. Uh, as long as you promise to come back and be faithful to this church. And I was faithful to that church for another 15 years. Right, right. Um, so some, do, cl- some more clear spiritual abuse. Yeah, right. I mean, um, so I think I struggle with it. Uh, I think what you both said as far as as long as it's within the will of God. Yes. And they are um, clearly um, following the word and they're not um, doing anything that is against the word of God. Right. Then, I th- yeah, I think they do have obviously some spiritual authority and, and um, kind of the classic, the word pastor is kind of like uh, pasture. Uh, congregations like they're, he's like a shepherd. Yes. And we're right, like yes. the flock. Yep. They're supposed to protect us and they're yes. supposed to uh, have that authority, authority over us. However, I do think that some places and some pastors abuse that a little bit to where they take that and say, well, that means I can control uh, what you do and where you go and where you minister and what oh, you absolutely. what you minister um, to where, yeah, I would argue that that was spiritual abuse. Yeah. I, I agree. And I think Dave pointed out the, the biggest word for that, that I, I, it didn't come to mind and I'm yeah. happy it did with him was accountability. Yeah. And, and that's Good. so huge, especially for a spiritual leader. Right. It's not about one man. It's about right. a, it's about, you know, having the right accountability in place to check those kinds of abusive that behavior yes. yeah, that, that yep. behavior yeah yep absolutely all right brother great question clint all right um here's one and i'm gonna so we're working just to the right here right yes uh, sir I, I, I got dave schneider to my right uh clint markers to dave so that means right. i'm first I'm, that's <laughs> oh man that means i'm first when you ask questions that's oh, right yeah. oh yeah we uh, this i plan this strategically hey, can yeah. we play some musical chairs <laughs> <laughs> Every, everybody cage fight for their yeah. position <laughs> and go now uh all right so this one was kind of random but it actually came up in a conversation the other day and it's been popping in my head in your opinion this might stir some folks up in your opinion do you think that children should be on a sunday should they be in service or mm. should they be in a program now mm. and, and elaborate also is that should they be in a program the entire service or should they come and worship with their family and then go to a program? How do you feel about that? That is a great question. That is a good question. That's a stumper. Um, I've been in both situations. Um, I've been in a situation where I I feel like to a certain extent um, not having my kids right there helps me to worship God a lot better um, because I don't have to constantly be like, hey, put that boat down. 
Right. You know, right. Or you're that, there to get fed too. Yeah, yeah exactly. Sure. I'm supposed to be worshiping God, not <laughs> yelling at you to turn the phone off and uh, act like you want to be there. Right. You know, um, they do. Well, of course they do. <laughs> they of do. course they do. Um, that's probably not the desired place. But they are know? also but children. But they all are also children. That's so right. we got to be gracious with them on that. Amen. But anyway, so I believe that it helps me if if they're not in there with us for you to get fed so that i can get fed and i can focus on what i need to focus on to continue to move forward worship's not for me worship's for god amen you know and i can't and really do you do prefer that to do that with your children or do you prefer that i mean and that's it's okay i mean you know i'm trying to be graceful here not trying to put you in an awkward spot <laughs> People be like oh uh, you're so mean i mean just just off the top of your head i mean what's your opinion yeah i mean, I mean so like no Okay. I don't want I don't want my kids in there okay. per se. Right. Um but but that is a corporate event. I and agree. So like worship is a corporate thing. Right. And so yes, I do agree that they're in there. I can see it both ways. Okay. Know? Um so I don't I guess I'm neither here nor there. I do okay. either one. Okay. So okay. that's where I sit. And but, as far as a program goes, I believe that that helps kids. You can speak to kids on on their level, yes. So you don't have to tailor your message towards yes. kids and as and, well as yes. and it, so you can t- talk to adults at, at a higher level than you can talk to kids. So Absolutely, I that the kids program is very, Absolutely. very important when it comes to. That. And hopefully, your church has somebody working in them gifts because yeah. that really is a gift to work with children. Right. I mean, it, it really is. I know I I couldn't last five minutes in a children's program and. It's it, not because of them. It's because I struggle with patience. <laughs> yeah, sure. That's <laughs> and, me and, too, dude. And, and sure. Seriously. And, but anyway, so yeah, good answer, Dave. What about you, Clint? What do you think? Yeah, so I hate being put on the spot. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> yes. I'm definitely an analyzer. Then, then, then I'll tell you this. I'm an analyzer. This is the perfect yes. segment for you I like right to, here. I like, to, I like to think, grow. analyze, and form an opinion over, you know, an educated opinion. Well, you can do that. You just have to right. do it faster. All right, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Hey, you know what? It's good for me. It really oh, is. Dude, I and and I can't tell. I've already had situations where I'm listening to the podcast, and I'm like, wow, I definitely said that wrong. Or oh, I should yeah. have said this. Oh man, that's where we need grace. Be yeah, graceful, yeah, yeah. guys. That's like we said. said, we're not going back and yeah, editing, right. guys. Yeah. We're this not doing it. that. This is raw. All right, yeah. so, okay. straight okay. up. I know we don't have a lot of. We're trying to get this in. So I guess my opinion is, you know, the church I the church I go to right now. There's a kids program, and my son uh, participates in that kids program. Yep. I'm not anti kids program. Matter of fact, I think kids programs are very important. Amen. Um, I like personally the way my girlfriend's church does it where the kids are always with their parents during worship and service. Yeah. And then afterwards, there's an optional, uh, like, kids program and, and some Bible studies for adults. I personally like that. I feel like I completely understand where you are coming from with it's hard to concentrate when you have to be a parent. Yes. I get it. Um, for me, I try and fail um, to use that more of a time to teach my son where it's like, and I, and I have, I've pulled him out during worship before and said, Hey, uh, this is worship. This is important. Right. Um, right. And I've, I've, I don't do it as I don't do it as often as I should, but I have done it before, uh, and explain to him, this is worship and it's important. This is our time to worship God, our God. Um, and so, uh, I, I more use it as a teaching, uh, platform, you know, if they, if they do, if he, do, if he is, uh, getting out of line, I can, you know, use that as a teaching opportunity and explain it. Also, as far as like service, um, I think I'm a fan of talking to the kids about it afterwards, maybe in the car and asking them, Hey, you know, what did you get out of it? What do you think? What'd you think of the service? And obviously if they're really young, that's going to be hard. But anyway, I try to take, uh, what the pastor talked about and maybe try to uh, incorporate my own teaching discipleship moment. But like I said, I am not anti-kids ministry. The major, I mean, I think every church I've been in up to this point had a kids ministry. So obviously I'm not anti, but I understand the parents that are like, no, I want my kids to be with me, especially when you, I mean, especially in today's culture, when you don't know necessarily, you're not in there with them. You don't, you don't know what they're teaching. Right. Um, and, you, right. and you might be someone who's very critical and wants to make sure that your kids aren't being influenced in a negative way. 
I completely um, agree. So I, I guess I get both sides, but okay. that's where I stand on it. I'm with you. I'm with you. So we All got right, Dave. Two pretty yeah. good answers here. My my opinion, personally, uh, I feel that it is very important, personally, that we engage in worship with our children. That's just how I've... I, I, and I don't know where I get that from, because when I was a kid, uh, we went directly to kids' program. Yeah. We didn't go in to the sanctuary mm. with with family, you know, unless it was did, some special did Sunday. Did you do worship in your kids' program? Yes, we did. Okay. Then. Yes, yes, go. yeah, we did worship. I mean, okay. you know, uh, very, very, very different, of course, in the right, adults, yeah. but it was worship, yeah. you know, like we, 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 we say this all the time, worship is not for us, it's for right. God. Yeah. Right. So regardless, if they're, you know, if you're singing the God or you're dancing for God or you're you're raising your hands to God, man, that's worship. Right. And, and, and so that's the way we did it, but I... <sighs> I, I think it just developed into a personal thing. Um, sure. Me and Clint for a while attended the same church, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I have to say that that is, you know, that's one big positive that I got from there was the being with my children sure. and worshiping God, mm-hmm. man. Because the worship was good. Yeah. You know, the worship was on point, man. I mean, it it, it was it was going, and, yeah. and and the spirit was moving in the worship. I mean, sure. you know, it, that was happening, and. It just really, I was able to build a bond with my children. You know, I feel that it's important for them as me as their father, mm-hmm. as the priest of their home, for mm-hmm. the, for them to see me vulnerable mm-hmm. and be able to fully submit. You know, they, mm-hmm. you know, our kids, all of our kids, they look up to dads like, man, you know, dad's the strongest man. You know, he can do anything. You know, Maybe that's your dad. Kids say that. That's <laughs> my kids tell I'm me I'm fat. The same thing. <laughs> It's, it's a yeah, work in you, progress. You, you, you yeah, just, yeah. You just give them a quick one too. That's right. That's no, right. Maybe you just need to sucker punch them once and what? just remind that, them who the tough that, guy is. Wow. Okay. I never really thought about that. <laughs> See, that's why these podcasts are important, right? Yeah. That's right. That's right. I learned something today. Uh, uh, disclaimer: Do not sucker yeah. punch your children. <laughs> we are just kidding. Don't yes. do it. Uh, <laughs> do not but, do that. But yeah, it, it, it just I I don't know, man. It, it, for them to see, you know, and I've even had my teenage daughter now. Mm. tell me stuff and say that she's like you know i've asked her hey why don't you go over and sit with your youth group you know and she says dad honestly i i like to be with you Mm. when we worship that's good and then you know she's opened up before she's like you're the way you worship taught me how to be vulnerable in worship Mm. and so i'm like dude praise god yeah, I right, did good. something right. <laughs> I did you know? totally. Uh, I can't one. take credit, but nice. that's right. that's all God. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. praise God, man! You know, for my teenager daughter to want to be next to me, that number one is a win. Yes. If you have a teenage daughter that actually wants to be where you are, yeah, good. wow, that yeah. is a good so sign. That's all God, as we know. Mm-hmm. I couldn't pull that off. Right. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, right. so yes, I feel that yes, we should worship together. But I believe that when it's time to get fed, it's time for the children to go to their area. And go let the those who are gifted to work with them and teach them, yeah. And for us to get taught, yeah. I think that that is incredibly important. That we are there going to be moments where we can learn together. Yes, our church specifically has a family Sunday, yeah. which I think is great. Yeah. You know, we once yeah. a month we get time to join together with our families. Mm-hmm. The 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 auditorium is a bit of a madhouse, but dude, it's fun. Yeah. And, and and we all get fed a little bit of something, you know. The whole mm-hmm. message isn't just for kids. The whole message isn't just for us old farts. It's for everybody, and we all get to enjoy it. And I think that that's important too. So really, right that's that's kind of where I'm at with it. Right on. You know, it it doesn't say in the Bible when uh, the devil, uh, you know, rebelled against God. My got my guess was like eighteen. Oh, right, right, right. A solid 18. Yeah, somewhere between 16 and 18. (laughs) Screw you, Dad. Right, exactly. (laughs) All right, so my first question is, can God tell you anything that is not in the Bible? No. Well, that was an easy one. That was, I, no. I am if you, super if you, stoked about Mr. Marker's sorry, confidence I, I just, here. That's but my yes. initial response, because if it's not scriptural, then it's not from God. Right, and uh, okay, so what I'm, uh, a little context, okay? Okay. So it's not written in the scriptures specifically, okay? But it's not something that existed in scripture when scripture was written, if that makes sense. So, like, you know, I'm going to have twins. 
Hmm. You know what I mean? Like this extra biblical hmm. revelation to where people are like, hey, you know, this is what's going to happen. And we're. That's a tough question. That is. It really is. That's a hard one, so man. So can, can God tell you, in a, you know, oh, you know, you're going to have. Is God still speaking today like he was when scripture was, was being written? That's, that's really tough. Um, like it, I don't think, mm, I wouldn't necessarily say the same. No, I wouldn't say the same. It's hard because the, the the way I look at it is like I've already said um, a lot of, and it's very common in the church I grew up. Oh, God told me this. Oh, thus saith the Lord. Right. Um, it's easier to manipulate people when you yes. say that God oh, said something. Yeah, oh, if you put God's stamp on it. Yes. Right. Yeah. That's very easy to do that. Yeah. Okay. Let's put it. In, let's put it in this context. If someone at church walked up to me uh, and my wife was pregnant, and they said, "God told me you're going to have twins." I wouldn't listen to that person. Okay, fair enough. Because, uh, and maybe it's maybe part of it is the, where I grew up at, but that's thrown around so much in our in our church or in our culture today, especially church cultures. Like, right. oh, God told me, God said this to me, um, and I don't know. I think for some people, uh, they they do that to try to sound extra spiritual. It's a flesh thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. it makes them feel special, and I think uh, for some people, they really believe it. I think uh, as a I think in Christian culture today, a lot of people who say that not maybe not everybody, but I think a lot of people who say that they confuse their own voice with God's voice. Right. Mm. Um, like I don't believe God tells me to put purple socks on right. this morning. <laughs> right. Uh, and I, I've heard people say, "Well, you know, I was thinking this, and God told me that I just needed to do this." I'm like, "Okay, or right. Maybe you just thought of that on your own." I mean, I'm not trying to take credit from God, but. Uh, I don't know. I feel like with my Reformation, I'm, I feel like Christian Christianity is much more practical than we lend it. Obviously, there's a spiritual aspect right. Definitely to it. Yes. Paul to talks it. about that, as a right. matter of fact. So yes. obviously, I believe that. Um, but I think we sometimes we tend to lean too much on that side. Right. Um, yeah, so can God give me new revelation? That's hard, man. Because uh, God is God. However, Scripture is... I, I believe that, and I know you said it in your last testimony, I believe that 95%, if not more, of the way God speaks to us today is through Scripture. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think I think when you go that route where you're like, oh, God, yeah, God showed me this or said this, uh, you're, you're treading on dangerous waters. Because I know, like, for example, there's the Passion Translation. And I don't remember the name of the author, but the author claims that uh, God gave him new revelation and so he actually added chapters and verses to the to scripture. And so I mean, even if it sounds good and doesn't go against other scripture, right. uh, you're not supposed to add to scripture. Yep, you do not add or take <laughs> That's away. Right. That's right. Yeah. That's so, right. Anyway. So I, I agree. And and if I can jump in for my answer yeah, here, because I I'm I'm right yeah, with man. Clint. I am right with Clint. And I think I, I in my opinion, let's just remember this is my personal opinion, right or wrong. Um. I feel that God can speak to you and give you personal revelation on your path that he is guiding you on. Mm. Do I believe that God is speaking to people, giving them new scriptures to the Bible for prophecy in the future? And it, I do not. Um, I do not believe that God's going to come and give us visions of how to fix everything because that would go against scripture. what the what, against what scripture says. Sure. Right. So 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 no. Do I believe that we have uh, prophets among us today? No. Not in the same sense. Not of, in the same sense. Right. Do I believe that God can come to you and say, "Hey, Dave Schneider, uh, I'm going to show you something in your future to hopefully be a tool so that you don't go that way." I I believe God would do that. Well, I mean, I personally experienced that too. Right. Exactly. Do I yeah. believe that He's going to say, "Hey, Dave Schneider"? I'm going to show you something that I haven't shown anyone else because it, it is what I believe God can talk to us, well, does talk to us now about. is right. personal revelation, not things that are, you know, uh, uh, worthy of being considered new scripture yeah. or being, con you know, no, I do not. I believe that's incredibly false and blasphemy. Right. And I would agree. Also, with that, you know, um, people walk around today as though they know the heart of God 
when to a certain extent we can't know the fullness of the heart of God. Oh, right. You know, and dude, like you said, you know, I've struggled too with the whole prophecy prophets yes. deal because it's like, listen, guys, you know, like we're not writing scripture anymore. If that's canon's right. closed, it's done. Canon like, is it, it, that's this right. Is, this is where this sits. You know, and but the Bible also tells us that we know in part and we prophesy in part. You know, and so like to a certain extent, do I believe that God can show us things? Yeah. Do I believe that He does that all the time? No. No. D- same. Same with uh. You know, if we're gonna have people raising from the dead, you know, it doesn't happen very often. It has to be something that is a very rare event. Why? Right. Because otherwise, I'd be like, you know, if if it happened commonly, it wouldn't be a shock anymore. Like. Well, right. Uncle Louie re- w- died last week, and he rose from the dead. Now I have to give him his inher- inheritance money back. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Right. Like this, this would be something that happened every time, but that's not how God works. You know, there are some things that are rare on purpose. Right. 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 And so, like, that's kind of where I'm at. Like, can God tell you anything that's not in the Bible? I don't think so. I agree. Mm-hmm. You know, I I really believe that that treads too close to being manipulative right and and that i i have a problem with that i agree i agree you know i've been through that you know i I agree to cut you off go ahead okay i was just gonna say i think too and and a lot of especially in today's uh church church culture um a lot of times when so-called prophets uh prophesy uh, a lot of times it doesn't come true or it's uh vague uh you know like someone in this room tonight's sick and i want to tell you that uh you're going to be healed. Like how many, if you're in a room of 300 people, yeah, somebody somebody's doesn't sick feel and somebody's well. going to recover. Right, right. I mean, it's, right. it's vague or right. what they say just doesn't come true. That's why if I had someone come up to me and say, the Lord told me you're going to have twins. All right. What happens when I don't have twins? Right. Well, what it says, scripture says that right. if that doesn't I, happen, yeah. he is to be stoned. Right. Well, I, I don't know. I don't know of anybody that. that wants to stink and step to that level. That's right. I wouldn't want well, to, exactly. You know I mean? And that's why it's a dangerous thing to do also. Right. Like right. Slant, slapping God's stamp on it, man. You're but, asking for, you better be sure. Yeah. And, and I think it's crazy to me, too. You know, the people I know and re- even respect or respected even, just the, the stuff that they would say, oh, yeah, I was listening to so-and-so and they said this didn't happen well they said what really happened is this 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 right. and so that's why my last uh my last version of things didn't happen because this happened and then it just everything they say never comes to fruition. contradicts itself and so after a yeah. while it's like okay uh when are we just gonna acknowledge the fact that this person's not a prophet right right thank you and that's it too man is is i would consider if somebody came out and gave us prophecy well what they claimed is prophecy and it was fulfilled well, then you're probably going to get my attention, okay? But still going to examine you. Where where right. are 100%. those? That's right. That's right. I'm going to examine, and I'm not just going to all of a sudden. Oh, you're holier than thou. You're you're for sure a prophet, man. Yeah. That's that's you were right. Okay. You get lucky too. That's right. <laughs> that's right. I mean, shoot, guys, the Simpsons cartoon has predicted many things, but I'm pretty sure that uh, <laughs> they're not prophets. All right. Clint, next Clint, one. Next question. We're struggling, guys, to meet this <laughs> time. To being on time. You know what? We're yeah. going to do one more question around the around the yeah, board. Here. All right, so we're going to do two two questions. Two questions. All right, so I, I've I'm let me pick one here that I want to know the most. Question elimination. Uh, here here you go. If money and time weren't an issue, all right, so we're going to throw money and time out the door. Okay. Time is in. I don't know. Like the you're like obviously you, you take time out of your day to work a job. So let's say you didn't have to work your current job. Okay. Time money not an issue. Okay. What is a ministry you would like to start or get involved in? Ooh. That's a good one. Man. And you're first. Dude, and there's a lot. Uh if, if I could just fully uh, devote all my time and didn't have to worry about the money. Um I would like to focus on the ministry and are here in our country on our streets. Okay. Meaning, you know, and don't Street don't get preaching me, and teaching. And yes, stuff. yes. Yeah. I'm talking going in, and I've done this before, uh, but money and time were both issues. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. And limited me. Yeah. Uh, but I like a challenge and call it ignorance in the flesh, but I like to go to the places 
that nobody else is willing to go. Mm. Because God doesn't say that we need to go out to all of the really nice neighborhoods and preach to so all the like really the dangerous nice... things. You I, like I do a little bit, man. A bit. It, it does because you know what? I've been in those places. I've hung out with people in those places. So that's the reason why you wanted to go skydiving for your bad foot. <laughs> that I, a little bit of an adrenaline junkie. There I'll, you go. I'll there accept you go. that. I'll accept, and it's fun. And uh, you're crazy. Yeah, yeah. Dave's not on board. Me no. and Clint, we're gonna go skydiving. Yeah, we're we actually gonna do. Uh, so it may just be the Dave show uh, here in a few weeks. <laughs> Me and Clint will do a live podcast on the way down. I thought you said the three of us to kind of celebrate, you know, to kind of uh, bond some more yeah, with doing this podcast. Yeah, we're all yeah. going to go jumping yeah, together. Yeah, we're trying to grow together, no, Dave. We're not. You come no, out on oh, a limb. man. That's we're a not. bummer. Yep, that's the answer to my question. <laughs> nope, we're not. But yes, I all would right. like to go to the places that nobody else wants to, man. Yeah. that's That's what I would like to do because... How horrible. I mean, think about it. You know, we're not going to go on and on about this, but mm. you know how many places in this on this earth that the gospel still has not reached? Mm. There's a lot. At least the true there gospel. There is uh, the true gospel. Right. right. Not just the gospel, but the true gospel. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. That's a whole nother discussion. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, uh, there's areas, and it just breaks my heart, you know, mm. oh, well, we don't go over there because that's a rough neighborhood. Um. Yeah. So, I got a problem with missionaries. Yeah, yeah. There's missionaries overseas worried about getting eaten by lions. Right, and we're worried about going down the block (laughs) to where our own brothers and sisters are. You know. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. I'm not going to break it down. I'm not saying that overseas missions are bad in any way. God bless the people out there doing this. And yes, we should give to those things when we can and when mm-hmm. God makes, you know, when, when it's able. We and, got a mission field here. But love. we have, that's right, we have starving children in yes. America. We have hurting people in America. We have, and I'm not just pulling on America here, you know, yeah. we as a world, man, we're Christian, you know, believers, you know, I, I love everybody, but we're overlooking our own home so that we can be, and I'm sorry, I, I believe a lot of it has become so televised and commercialized that that's all we know we don't realize that you don't have to get on a plane and go thousands of miles to change somebody's life dude you can go right down to your local walmart and help somebody in need and and, and so anyway that's before i i'll step down off my soapbox because i will get stirred up here but dave what do you think so if money and time was no issue i would say i would start or try and do a ministry which i'm kind of trying to do now for uh, military first responders, families, and marriage. Right on, man. Nice. You know, like family and marriage ministry is tough. It's it's, it's dirty work, dude. It's, it, it can be. It can get complicated. <laughs> you know, marriage is complicated. People are complicated. You know, um, situations are complicated. Nothing's cut and dry. You know, um, there's so many different factors at play. But if I could do that, and and for um, as well as military and first responder, you know, just missions. Absolutely, you know, absolutely. That's, that's what I would like to do. And if, yeah. if you're wondering, if you didn't catch Dave's uh, Dave's testimony, the reason that's so close to his heart is because Dave is a veteran, and Dave is uh, been training for the fire department. Yeah. So I, I, it's, I kind of was a I, firefighter. And was a firefighter. So yeah. yeah. So uh, just saying that's that's uh, it's not one of those cliche answers, you know, like oh I want to help the vet. No, he really no, wants I, to help the veterans. He is a veteran vet. who, yeah. you know, I won't get into too much of his personal stuff, but you know, he himself has battled and suffers with PTSD, mm-hmm. and I know that's strong on his heart. And so yeah. Anyway, that's just a little. I just I, I have a feeling some people get in that habit where they're well that was cliche yeah you want to help out oh you want to feed the orphans yes I do want to feed the orphans yeah. Like, yeah, yeah yeah I do exactly. you got a problem with that yeah. <laughs> anyway moving forward all right here. Clint yeah uh, I mean first I'll say like with on the topic of overseas missionaries I actually literally just got to meet a family last night um I think it's oh I can't remember oh man I feel bad. Um, anyway, really cool couple, um, and they are going overseas to another country. They're going to learn that language and then minister in that language. And then not only that, but they're actually going to go to some illiterate parts of that area and teach them how to teach that area how to write and speak in their language. 
What? That's cool. That Not, is really cool. And then they're going to preach, use that to teach and preach the gospel as well. Dude, so, what and a I, process. And I, think, yeah, and I think, yeah, it's like a... They're not going to, they said, they kept saying like, oh, see you in four years. I mean, they're like living there on huts and they're oh, bringing well, yeah, their three this kids. This is going to be a long process. Yeah, dude. No talk kidding. about commitment. Like good it's for family, you. Family. Whoever you are, if you're listening, yes. you rock, dude. That, good on you. <laughs> family and their three kids are going to live this life. Wow. Wow. Uh, it, wow. It, so I, I, and I, so I think, and I know you weren't downplaying, but I just think it depends on, you know, if you're called to that, I think people are called to different yes, areas where right, you, yeah. you're, you may feel more called towards the local and street. Absolutely. Ministry. Some people, ministry, min, uh, missionaries are called other places. Um, but uh, anyway, for me, uh, I'll try to go quick. For me, it would be something related to fatherless children and young people. Um, myself, I had a father in the home. Grateful, grateful for it. Didn't have the greatest relationship with him, though. Um, he was there, but he wasn't there. Right. Um, and for me, plus you look at all the statistics, like the majority of men in prison, fatherless. Right. Um, and just for me, uh, that's just something that I've always kind of been passionate about is uh, kids that don't have fathers because fathers are important. And I think in our culture, we downplay fathers. Oh, dude, just uh, look at society right now. Yeah. yeah I think I mean, you, you hit it on the head there, buddy. Yeah. Uh, fathers are. You know what? Um, Here, I will. Let me get my wallet out. I will donate to this ministry right now. <laughs> this is something that is needed. Yeah. So, I mean, but also part of that discipleship, not just being a father figure to fatherless children, but disciples to those children as well. Yeah. What that looks like organizationally, I have no stinking idea. <laughs> but uh, that's just something that I'd really like. You know, there's a, a there's a younger gentleman. I think he's 14. No, he's 15. And uh, I've had an I've had opportunities to uh, minister and be um um a, I don't even want to say father figure, but a figure. Right. A male. A godly man male figure, influence. male Absolutely. influence, a godly male influence to him, and nothing has brought me more joy. Uh, well, not I shouldn't say nothing. There's not a lot that brings me more joy than when I have an opportunity to uh, be that for this this 15 year old. Absolutely, man, young man. I just want to say, awesome. dude, like you're talking about. We're talking about, man. We're we're trying to do these things, right? You know, and Clint, you, you're a father. You're trying to like stepping up and doing the things that you're trying to do regardless of the situation because i mean we'll do your testimony at some point but, absolutely you know being my dad you from your words you know your dad wasn't really there what what way do you break this curse off of your family right, so to right. speak it's to stinking step up and do what i didn't see right you know like how right. can i change things if i'm not willing to step up and do it? and sometimes being the victim in it we can just be like well i didn't have a good father yeah. figure so i'm just gonna be a crappy father right, figure to my kid. right like right. what is that dude yeah. you know but anyway like you're saying like it, that's a way of stepping up and yes. doing what needs to be done absolutely not just in society but to for you yeah you absolutely know? yeah because you were you were challenged with a choice you could have yeah. done the same thing yeah and i think right. i think for me i just find <laughs> It, it brings me as much joy as it does is because it, it, it it's a purpose it's a purpose this may not be the only purpose but it's a purpose right um you know i struggle like the, like i just talked about in a previous podcast with community i struggle because i feel like you know sometimes i just struggles like what's the purpose right um and so when there's moments like that where i feel like i'm even if it's whatever it's i, I only i can only do what god allows to happen but right. uh um right. just I, I find a purpose there there's a a, a challenge there there's a, a oh, calling that's a humbling a call thought. to action right. that's uh, a humbling thought clint so, you know because you know how hard is it and how mature do you have to be to think and say you know what maybe i went through this so that i could be the one to change this right so yeah. that god could equip me with that's the what experience. i'm saying breaking off those curses yeah right? man that's, I mean, the only one of the only things that brought me hope through my struggles was I hope God can use this at some point, right? Right. For right. something. There you, you know? go. I mean, obviously, my own sin and, and my, are. And my own sin are. and poor actions, you know, bring a lot bring a lot of absolutely what I what I went through. But you, you and know, me both, brother. Like, man, there's got to be a point to this. That's right. That's <laughs> All right, right, Dave, you got yeah. the next question, bud. Okay, so um, this one is more of just a straight up personal question for each of you, um. Dave, being where you are, since it's going to the right here, and uh, where you sit now, 
You mean in Randy's studio? <laughs> Not physically. Oh. Uh, where you are going in ministry. If you could control things, because we all know this is all by the grace of God. That's going to be bad. But if you, not if you can control it. I'm not trying to go into like a futuristic fantasy idea here. Like, oh man, I'd have like 4 million ministries and make a billion dollars doing it. No, let's be realistic. You get investigated if you do that. <laughs> right. Uh, no, 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 no. We're not going to be, uh, uh, yeah, well, never all right. mind. Keep, keep so going. where would you, where does your flesh lead you as far as moving forward with is education something that you want to continuously go towards in ministry or do you want to get more down into the footwork of things or a mixture of both um so anyways not to jesus juke everybody here um all right so anyway um i think that i'm going to if you're not learning man you're dying Amen. You know, and so will I continue learning? Yes. Will I continue learning um, through book work? I don't know, man. Maybe not. Um, you learn a lot. In my opinion, I learn a lot more doing things as opposed to just reading about things. You right. know, it's, it's one thing to do it. Not it, just knowing. You know, and if we're being honest, you know, you can have all the books in the world. If you don't read them, if you don't read them, it doesn't matter. If you don't apply them, it doesn't it matter. Really, so, right. You know, right. so what's the point of having all the books if you're not even going to be willing to do what you're reading or right. talking about? Right. So, um, so is it fair to say moving forward in your training and experience, you would lean more towards the experience side i would go more towards application okay of of things that i'm learning but definitely have to have the book knowledge to go along with i agree so i'm gonna continue to read and grow and learn you know but that's not gonna stop me from doing and being what i'm reading absolutely kind of a mix of uh uh, the blend you know you gotta have it is the blend well it's like like, like like yeah balance Balance and process. Those I'm sorry, my, I can't remember chapter words. or verse, but I think it's James 5, uh, where it talks about, and we discussed this quite a bit, about not just being hearers of the word, yep. yes. but doers. Yep. And that's I think that's that balance. Yep. You know, right. you need to be able to hear it to get that knowledge, but you need to be yep. able to apply it to get that doer. Right. So, you, you know, you got to throw both of them in there. I so. mean, how do you apply something you don't know anything that's, about? Uh, well, exactly. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. That's right. You got to learn it somehow. Yeah. All right, Clint. All right, Clint. Yeah, for me, I think I'm definitely in the process of learning so that I can do. However, um, I try not to, because I struggled with this for a long time and relatively recently where it's like, oh, I need to learn. I just, I need to learn. I'm not qualified to to do or teach or anything right. like that, which to a degree, I'm, I'm really not. But I think I'm more in the mode of learning and kind of, or even unlearning some of the things I learned in the past and learning moving forward, that's you know, fair. the in truth and context. Yeah. However, uh, I feel like we need to be careful not to take that and not use it as effective. an excuse not right. to apply. Right. Right. You know, I'm going to build up all this knowledge and not apply it. I mean, I, I heard from somebody once that they said, you, you know, the cliche, knowledge is power. Knowledge is actually only potential power. Because right. if you don't do anything with that knowledge, then there's there's there nothing there. Go. That's a good one. That yeah. is good. That's good. Um, so, did you steal that quote? Or did oh yeah, I didn't come up with it. I was gonna <laughs> oh, say. Right. I was gonna I was say. Like, if you came up with that, we're just gonna go. Welcome to the Clint Walker right. show. No, 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 no. Mic drop. <laughs> we're leaving. <All> right. <laughs> but, we're done. But uh, yeah, so learn, but then also apply, uh, kind of as much as you can at the same time. And like I said, though, already you have to learn because if you don't learn, you can't apply. Right. So right. Right. Good. I'm hearing out of both of you balance. Yes. All right. Brother, what's yours, man? Uh, mine, I, I've i got to do the same thing, man. i got to find balance. Because, I, 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 yes, I feel like uh, I can always do more. But yeah. I I am currently, uh, my I've got my feet in a few different ministries. And, and getting out and doing some footwork here and working with some local groups here in the Des Moines area and you know helping the homeless helping people uh men specifically get back on their feet that's mm-hmm. that's my heart is pulled that way but guys i love to learn dude i i really do there's something about getting in the book 
and and, and the Bible or getting in a workbook that challenges me even more to get in the Bible. Uh, you know, like I, ordering your private world. I've already started reading uh, that. What a great plug and what a great book. Yeah, he plug. is actually correct. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, McDonald, he's the yeah. writer of that one. Man, great book. Guys, get out there and get that one ordered. You anyway. won't be disappointed. So, but yes, <laughs> I, I believe. Find- I want to I ask my question before we're done. Okay, it's- but yeah, just finding that balance because I, I love knowledge. I love it, yeah. but I really dig what. Uh, Clint said, "Whoever made that quote that, you know, knowledge is only potential power. Yeah, that's right. and that's good. That is yeah. good. that is good. That is really good. I'm gonna steal that. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. We're gonna for you sure be it. using you that. You do knowledge it. is potential. Just make sure you power. put hashtag Clint Marker at the end there. <laughs> <laughs> that's, no, that's fair. Um, right. And I think too, you have to know it, especially if you're gonna be applying it." Um, you know, if you don't know the word, guys, it's easy to be deceived. That's and right. I've been there before, so that's right. You get uh, well. We'll talk about yeah, the armor anyways, of God another day. All right, Brother Schneider, kick All it right. off with, the, with your final question, sir. So, so I got two two questions, but I'm going <sighs> to ask the one that is the <sighs> most controversial. He doesn't follow rules oh, very thanks. well, does I don't. he, guys? All right. So we're, anyway. We're, I'm playing right. the Uno reverse card right here. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Skip <laughs> So do we have power in ourselves? Explain. My initial, again... I'm trying not to do what I did last time. My initial, my initial response is no. But I feel like you're still going to end up on the same situation or the same response, regardless of how I. The regardless of how you word it, yeah. you don't have context this, this time. This, this, I mean, the context is, you know, I mean, I actually kind of had a debate with somebody about, okay. you know, do we carry around some sort of mystic power, kind of like a witch. No. Or a warlock. No. Can okay. we become Christians? No. Like this is something that you tap into that nope. you okay. <laughs> I know. It's not your no. turn, I'm Garza. sorry, I'll turn. shut up. Shut up. <laughs> uh, All right, let okay. Clint answer so, the question. Go ahead, Clint. Uh no. No. I do not believe <laughs> I'm sorry I had to go ahead, buddy. No, and, no. Which is crazy because uh not that long ago I would have told you a completely different answer. Right. Um no, and we were I think we were we talked about this at one time, uh Schneider. Um, the only example in the word of someone speaking something into existence is God himself. Um, every time. Every time. Uh, right. You know, you look at Paul, and, and uh, Paul dealt with things. Uh, matter of fact, he asked God to uh, take things from him, and God said, my grace is sufficient for you. Yes. Um, so I guess if you think you have more faith and uh, you know more than Paul, uh, that's cool. Um, but... Uh, no, and Paul also never fully recovered. Some people would say he never uh, he never fully recovered his eyesight. So did he not right. name it and claim it enough? Was did he not enough, have enough faith? Uh, so I guess my my answer is no. Um, we have no power outside of Christ and or, or the will of God. Uh, if it's something, if you're if you're naming and claiming something that's not in the will of, that's not the will of God, you're wasting your time. Um, God is sovereign, and uh, yeah, so. No, I guess the short answer is no. Yes. Yep. Oh, okay. your answer is yes. Uh, no. No. Yes. Not at all. <laughs> Please not explain. At all. Said yes. Uh, you heard uh-huh, it here, folks. Uh huh. Um. And and just because I know that's kind of a stir the pot question, I yeah. love it. Thank you for the question. Um. So it, this is I, I I have a feeling this manifested. God, God from, literally wrote my questions this week it, because yeah. of certain circumstances Experiences? yes okay well let's this clear week. this up okay so i have an article here that i did not write so i'm just going to make that very clear okay. uh this is Who did not write it uh you know what i'd have to look for references i can offer that in another episode or i'll tag it to this one all right, uh, but all right go ahead this is okay so going along with that we it, that really falls into these people who think you can just speak things into existence yeah uh complete i'm sorry uh n- well i'm not sorry that is uh, false theology, and 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 here's here's how we know that. Okay, so speaking things into existence is solely within the power and exclusively is is solely within God's power and exclusively His right. So and and. 
there's many examples here, all right? When God created the world, he simply spoke and light appeared in Genesis 1-5. The sky was formed in verses 7 through 8. Dry land emerged in verse 9. Vegetation sprung up in verse 11. The sun, the moon, and stars appeared in verses 14 through 15. Fish and birds materialized verses 20 and 21. And animal life appeared in verse 24. God's act of creation shows his unique and mighty power in a way that can never be duplicated. And God is the only one who can speak things into existence. It is not something we as human beings have the power to do. When God brought the plagues upon Egypt, the pagan magicians were able to mimic the result of the first two miracles. But when Moses turned the dust of the ground into into gnats, the Magi of Egypt were stumped. They could not animate or they could not animate inanimate things. This is the finger of God. They told Pharaoh in, in Exodus 8:19. There are people who believe it is possible for mankind to speak things into existence. Some of them base their claims on a misinterpretation of certain scripture passages. When we only look at one verse of one short section of scripture without considering that passage in its proper context, Mm -hmm. we can make those kinds of mistakes when we just try to use a single scripture without in in its context. Yep. Right. So one verse people often cite when trying to prove that man can speak things into existence is Mark 11, 24. I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. First, these words of Jesus do not in any way communicate the idea of creation, being bringing something into existence that did not exist previously. In the previous verse, in Mark 11, 23, Jesus gives the example of moving a mountain, but he does not mention the idea of speaking a new mountain into existence. Hmm. Second, Mark eleven twenty four must be taken into in context with the rest of the scripture. First John five fourteen says, If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. We are told to submit to God, God's will, in our prayers. We are never given the power to speak things into existence elsewhere. Jesus taught, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness in Matthew six thirty three. When we seek God first and align our thoughts and desires with his thoughts and desires, then we are showing true faith. Yes. That, in turn, leads to us asking for the things that God wants, not the things that we want. Right. Our desires become his desires, and our prayers become requests to fulfill his desires rather than our own. The purpose of prayer is not to speak things into existence, but to confirm our will to God's. Yeah. See Luke 22, uh, verse 22 through Uh, I'm sorry, chapter 22, verse 42. And lastly, another passage often used as proof proof text that we can speak things into existence is Romans 4.17, which speaks of the God who gives life to the dead and calls into being things that were not. Many prosperity teachers latch onto the phrase calls into being things that were not and try to use it as biblical evidence that we can do the same thing. They misread the passage, however. Paul is clearly talking about God, not man. Calling things into existence, speaking things into existence, is God's domain, not man's. Mm -hmm. Finally, another passage in Scripture plainly shows mankind's inability to speak things into existence. Lamentations 3.37 asks the rhetorical question, Who can speak and have it happen if the Lord has not decreed it? The answer, of course, is no one. No one. Not someone. Not a couple people. No no one. one. Right. No one. Yeah. And I think that's something I I get fired up about this topic because I came out of it. Me too, brother. Yeah. And uh, (laughs) so that's that's where I, you know. That's where my passion, that's why I was so passionate when I initially answered this question. And I think what I found in the studying and searching that I've done um, is the only way to really come up with the idea that we can speak things into existence and call it out and all this stuff is if you're taking scripture singularly 
and ignoring context. Yes, yes, a- absolutely. And I think that just comes right down to a world mentality. Yes. Yeah, uh, oh, a, you, it, you, 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 materialistic it, in nature. Yes. It is. Like, you How selfish you to think Call that you have, I mean, come on, what happened to the last yeah. guy who thought he wanted to be as powerful as God? I know, and that's really what I come down to is like, dude, the last person that wanted to be like God or said that they were going to be like God is Satan, and like that's your theology. That did right not there. work out well. Like that, that's your theology. That's exactly what you're saying. You're yep. saying I am like God. I can call things out. I can do. I hold this power within me, like witches and warlocks. Right. And I can. I can do all. No, right. that's not. It's not your power to wield. Right. Right. It's God's power. Yes. You, so like. God gives you the desires of your heart when your heart matches his yes. not when Correct. not not unregenerated uh unregenerated yet unregenerated <laughs> yeah whatever that word is yep when, when we're just you know I'm coming to the faith now and God's going to give me whatever I want no yeah. that's no, not the not. point no yeah. you're you're missing all of the things that's right you yeah, know, yeah. like you, if that was the case, dude, every Christian out here would be a millionaire driving nice cars. Their bills would all be paid. We'd have no, no problems. There'd no. be no sickness. I mean, come on. No, because right. no one has exactly. more faith. No one has enough faith. Oh, that's right. That because have you have things. to tithe more in yeah. order to have enough faith. And, to... and here, here's anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, anyways, oh. but yeah, I'm with you guys. Like, no, we don't hold some sort of mystic power no. right, within us. You know, that's not to say that God doesn't live within us and that right. God doesn't work and that God yeah. doesn't move, dude. But it's miracles it's very, do happen. It, they do happen again. But like I said before, it's it's not an occurrence that happens all the time. Right. Right. Like, right. It, it does. If you're looking at the very minute details, because that God works in the minute right. details. Right. right. You know, and big things do happen. Right. And I'm not saying that either. No. And I'm not saying that God doesn't bless us financially because he does. Sure. Everything belongs to him, right. dude. Like, right. I, yes, there are cer- certain circumstances where that happens. But right. the scripture is a, a a spiritual book, dude. When he talks about healing, he's talking about healing you spiritually. Yes. Because yeah. he talks about, yes. you know, by your stripes, you're healed from iniquities. Right. And your transgressions. Right. You know, he's very specific with his words. That's dude. right. And we just gloss that's over right. words and and make it say whatever. Like, no, man, no, that's not how that's scripture right. works. Completely out of context. You cannot do that. That's, that's right. Yeah. That's, that's not right. good to do. That's yeah. right. And, and I would I would say too, if you're someone who's who's uh, who's listening and maybe you you know, you believe some of the things that were uh maybe not so graciously shutting down, I would just encourage you to look up all these scriptures you've been hearing this entire time. Really read, search for the true context and understanding. Yes, and that's where that's where I ultimately that's where I got to where I'm at now. Is a lot of these scriptures I was hearing, I was studying those scriptures and actually looking for the context, and that's when I personally started to realize, oh, that's not what this means. Right. So I would just really encourage you, please do do your studying and do it without any kind of bias. Just truly look for the truth. Amen. And I know we all got worked up there for a minute, especially me, man. It just burns me. And I know it's it's a very tough subject because you don't understand how many times I've had this conversation with people. It happens all And when you have experienced that pure abuse, spiritual abuse from these things, uh, I think all three of us sitting here have uh, to different severities. Right. And, you know, it, it it hurts man and just like we talked about uh we talked in our the body discussion part two you know we 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 touched on this man and and i we've all got a history in this and praise god that he showed us a different way and that we were able to reconcile from these burns and these scars that that were placed on us by the misinterpret misinterpretation of scripture by man. And how yeah. many people have experiences with these doctrines that hear these things and then they put their faith and they spend all this money and they do all this stuff that they're being told and then they get burnt. Yes. And then they're like, yep. dude, I'm never going back to church. Yes, again. and it's, then their faith is it's gone. Yeah. gone. It's yeah. destroyed. Yeah. I was told if I gave, people. I was told if I prayed, I was told if I did this that I'd be healed and I'm not and I'm doing everything. So 
God might yeah, or somebody yeah. you love. Yeah, or yeah. somebody you, know, or you love. So it, it, yeah. And it's very hard to have a conversation that may not feel the greatest at the time, but at right. least you're trying to tell them the truth That's about the, same. the yes. cer- certain cer- certain circumstances. Circumstances. I got you, bro. You know, thank you. <laughs> but you know, it, it. How often does this happen? You oh, know what man. I mean? Like people just like. That that's how they they label us as kooks. Like uh, that's right. Like like the faith doesn't make any sense. You know how many people I've talked to? It's like, man, this really makes sense. Yeah, I know because yeah. it's not supposed to not make sense. Right. Like, right. But what they're seeing on the outside is this stuff. That's all they see. This that's is right. the, in the forefront of Christian ministry, dude. Yeah. Right. And, and like that is not at all Christian ministry. That's right. That's you know, right. and and I feel it's our job to kind of call it out to a certain extent. Like, look, dude, it's not about the people that are in this. Yeah, that's like, right. It, it, you can genuinely follow whatever it is you believe, but I'm telling you, dude, the people I've been through my fair share of hustles. Right. I've seen it. That's right. And I'm just trying to tell you that they're hustling you. Yes, yeah. yes. And to you, to those of you out there, if you have experienced this, please know that that had nothing to, to do, do with, with God or, or God. you or God. And, and that's the thing. Don't be angry at God. Uh, please do get a hold of a believer, get a hold of us. Uh, we will help you find a church. We will do what we can to get those the begin that reconciliation, because right. what are the chances guys, when you got three people who went through similar experiences, yeah, uh, we've been burnt, we've been hurt. And, and by these, by these people, people who operate in this in in this way of thinking and it's it's and we're not i'm not gonna sit here i know we get worked up guys but you know let's be honest we need to be praying for them they yes. need they need absolutely they, they need repentance it's because we're passionate they, about this oh, man yeah, this this certain um dogmatic view we're yes. very passionate about it because yeah. because dude this is important man. and it's hurting so it's many hurting people, people. Yeah. hurting so many people and, yep. and god's not in the business of hurt no and, and that's the thing and and that should be your first big red flag is, yeah. is if it doesn't feel right then you know what it's probably not if right. it sounds too good to be true that's it right. is that's right you know I mean, like clint many... said best advice get into the word read it in all of its context not yeah. just one verse read the entire chapter all the chapters the well, whole uh, book take and, notes and also understand that when you read that to a certain extent you're going to have to decompress or de uh be deprogrammed from oh, stuff that you've right. already read because right. you can't come to it with a certain bias dude you yeah. have to come to scripture yes a fresh with, heart like a fresh, fresh mind fresh yes dude you can't so anyway like that's that's all, all we're saying you know yes. it's like look look dude we want help to the best of our ability yes so that's that's the reason why we're very passionate about this we've had this conversation a lot with people yes and we want to help and and, and yes it, it's not about us getting money dude because we don't no clearly. yeah yeah we are not right. collecting you know? bank on this guys right uh we are literally just doing this because it, this is what we feel god is leading us to do and it's our compassion to make sure that it doesn't happen to you right and if it is happening it's time to get out of there. And, yeah. and anyway, so guys, what a great question. What a way to stir up the pot at the end. Dave Schneider, we yeah. can always count on you, brother. It's been a fun ride, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when we don't come back next week, you yeah. know why. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, and again, we just want we just want to say we appreciate you guys. Yes. And and we're we're not we're just passionate. That's the thing. And and anybody who's experiencing that or going through that, we pray for you. We love yeah, you. God we loves you, man. And just just please just repent and just open your heart and make it moldable. And, you know, we've all had to do it too. Yep. Uh, yep. So again, guys, thank you for joining us. Uh, uh, thank you to our partner out there, uh, Two Shepherds Outreach. You know, we just, we love you. We we appreciate all the support. We thank Randy. Uh, yes, yeah, so we thank Randy, Randy and, and, and offering up all this studio time, man. Yeah. He's, he's out here just listening to us ramble, and somehow he's still <laughs> awake. So so I see him laughing in there every once in a while. Once in a while. But you know, uh he's another big part of this ministry, man. We 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 wouldn't be to this point without uh all of his help. And and you know, so we appreciate him. Guys, we love you. Clint Marker's gonna pray us out tonight. And all of you have a great night, great week, and we will be back with you in just a few days. Yeah. 
All right, dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity that we had uh, to come together and ask questions and have genuine discussion. And uh, Lord, I just ask that uh, if there's any listeners out there, Lord, that have are maybe questioning things or maybe they're searching, I just ask yeah. that you help them to uh, uh, be encouraged to read the word, and not just read the word, but to read it like what uh, Schneider said with a fresh heart or, or Garza said with a fresh heart. And uh, to truly learn the truth and, and context, Lord, and uh, I just pray that you help give all of us wisdom. Yes. And uh, Lord, I ask that uh, if there's anybody out there hurting, uh, help them to feel encouraged to reach out to someone that can help them, even if it's us. Yes. Lord, yes. I just ask that you help uh, help them to find someone to reach out to, and Lord, just uh, be there with them in their hurt, Lord. Lord, I thank you for uh, what you did for us, for our sins, and... Uh, Lord, I thank you for who you are, and I ask that you bless the rest of this uh, wherever we're at in our week. Bless the rest of this week, and help us to be blessed. Amen. amen and amen. Thank you again for joining us. Once again, guys, we want you to have a blessed week. Thanks for joining us. I'm Dave Garza. I'm Dave Schneider. I'm Clint Marker. And we're wishing you a blessed week.